Hey everybody, welcome into the third episode of Flock Talk, the official podcast of the Beloit Sky Carp. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Larry Larson, Josh Flickinger. Flick, how was Thanksgiving? It was nice, Larry. It was nice. You know, I have the benefit of both my and my wife's family being within uh, 20 minutes. Uh, oh, that's great. My wife's family, 0.6 miles away. Yeah. Did you uh, have a doubleheader? We didn't. Uh, we had a Thursday-Saturday situation. Okay. Friday, the recovery day. I like that. But, you know, I'm going to say something controversial here. I don't want to... Start hot. Yeah. I don't want to go all Kanye here, but, um, you know, <laughs> Thanksgiving food just highly overrated. I'm not a feast guy. You can keep your stuffing. You're more okay. of a fan of the press box spread. Yeah. I mean, give me a nice, um, you know, Chipotle buffet over the traditional fare of, you know, nobody really likes cranberries. I mean, it's one of those things. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, there's, there are some good things. Nobody likes cranberries? I mean. You're talking to a guy who loves cranberries. Okay, well, you're a special, special soul, Larry. Um, but, um, but you know, I just, yeah, it, they were both nice meals, but I don't go crazy. I'm not going up there for a third plate because, you know, I need more mashed potatoes and gravy. It's just, that's not who I am. You know, I, I appreciate the honesty. I'll give you that. And I like recapping Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving because you come at it a little more realistically. You know, you're talking about Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving and you're, you're removed basically. Yeah. You don't have that taste fresh in your mouth. Uh, for me, I didn't have a, a family Thanksgiving. I was calling basketball games. Uh, the family actually did Thanksgiving on Wednesday this year. So why? Oh, my dad had to work as well on Thursday. <sighs> so they rescheduled Thanksgiving for him, but not for me. Rough. It's fine. I don't want to talk about it. But, okay. Um, well, I did... Um you know, I, I did enjoy the other Thanksgiving traditions of, you know, watching football and uh, not moving a lot. So those were good. <laughs> I enjoyed those. It's just the actual, the actual meal. I've never just been a big fan of it. I like it. A turkey overrated generally, but yeah. uh, all those other dishes, they bring something, they bring something to the table. Okay. Uh, we got a great show coming up for you outside of Thanksgiving talk. We've got MD Johnson, Midwest League Pitcher of the Year coming up. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, but Marlins news, you know, it seems like every time we record a podcast, the day of or the day after, something significant happens. So when this comes out here in a few days, you know, when we inevitably miss something crazy, cut us a break. But what happened was we interviewed Sean Reynolds last episode under the impression might get added to the 40, might not, might be a free agent here in a few days. We interview him, and then he gets added to the 40. Let's start there. I mean, congrats to Sean, and that's a great track record for the Flock Talk podcast. You know, I believe it is, is it Jim Rome that has the jungle karma for uh, people that come on his, his show, his longtime radio show. They get some positive vibes, some good karma. Well, we're one for one for positive karma for our guests because I mean I can't tell you what a big deal that is you know I'm sure there was there's maybe I didn't we didn't talk with him specifically about this but maybe there was a part of Sean that was perhaps looking forward to some free agency and beginning to explore his his opportunities but the fact is um, 
he's in a great spot right now because there is a significant advantage to being on the 40-man roster. Obviously, you get paid a little more or a lot more. You get an automatic invitation into spring training. Larry, you've got a realistic chance now to make the opening day roster. Yeah. Because you, there's not an additional, well, if we want to have Sean carry, you know, over to, to Miami, we're going to have to take somebody off the 40-man. No roster machinations needed, Larry. Just put him right on them. So, and I think that could be a possibility. Well, more likely, he'll probably start in AAA, but it shows what the Marlins think of him to put him on that 40-man roster. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is it's a great thing. Whenever that happens, he get added to the 40, and obviously the organization sees him as a, as a priority after you know, what a journey he's had, starting as a hitter, really struggling, and then switching over. It's got to take a lot of you know, belief in himself, and obviously we talked about that last episode, but you guys can go watch. Yeah, absolutely. These are all archived people. You know, six, seven years, it's not often that a guy goes through that full seven years of essentially indentured uh, servitude to, a, uh, to, a, to an organization with the way things are set up right now. And then at the end of those seven years, they say, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll keep you around. Yeah. Um, because he could hey, spend like an additional six years or whatever the, the terms are, right? 13 years in the Marlins yeah. organization and, um, and hopefully beginning to wear that big league uniform really soon. Speaking of Marlins organization, we've hinted at it throughout our first two episodes. It finally came out. Organization All-Stars. They are here and there are lots of Beloit Sky Carp. Carps. Carp. Sky Carp. Go singular. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a pet peeve of mine, mm -hmm. and I just did it to myself. Um, Zach Zubia at first base, Cody Morissette at second base, Nassim Nunez at shortstop, Dax Fulton, left-handed pitcher. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. That's a good bunch of carp right there. We were well represented in that, that is for sure. And all those guys very deserving. I mean, you know, you look at... You know, the, I think the, the what if out of all that situation is, is Cody, you know, who was really in a good groove before he injured himself and then, you know, came back, really pushed to come back, which is, a you know, just a tribute to because I believe that, um, you know, there weren't many people when he left here that thought he'd be coming back. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he, he, you know, he showed up for the last couple of weeks and gave us a little boost, but, but certainly he would have been a guy that would have um, definitely been involved in those, included in those Pensacola promotions with the other yeah. guys. And you look at Cody's numbers, the batting average, the OPS, mm -hmm. at least batting average, OBP, you might not think, okay, he lit it up, but that he's the type of guy you got to watch him every day to see the type of impact he has. I think it's right that he's on this list because of the intangibles he brought to this team, a lot of leadership, college guy, a little bit on the older side, knows how to go about things, improved a lot as a pro. That's one thing that you heard from the coaching staff this year in terms of watching film, breaking down film, how to get in that daily routine of being a pro after being drafted last year. But also, I mean, Clutch Cody came through almost every time there was a clutch moment uh, so a, a well-deserved honor for Cody, and I'm, I'm glad he made that cut. No doubt. And Zubia was a guy that joined us, you know, right around the midseason mark. And um, he certainly distinguished himself. He's a good defensive first baseman, but huge on-base percentage guy. Walks machine. Um, you know, he's a guy that as his, you know, as his power continues to increase, could very well, you know, find himself in the big leagues as well. Yeah. What was it? Top 
10 in walks in a single season in yeah. Marlins history. We'll get our research department on it. Um, Nassim Nunez, glove first. Uh, OBP next. Did a little bit of everything. Uh, Where does speed fall? Pensacola. Speed falls in there somewhere. Well, exactly. stolen bases. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He was, he was going to break the record. Yeah, he was. And then he, was. he, he did. Uh, Dax, no-brainer yeah. for a left-handed pitcher, especially what he did in Pensacola. That was awesome. Of all the guys that started here, ended here, played here a little bit, I think Dax was the guy with the most impressive individual season when you take into account what he did in Pensacola, not only for the remainder of the regular season, but the postseason as well. Yeah, and again, I think the biggest takeaway for me from this group is you can dig into the numbers a lot. Uh, one thing you really can't quantify is clutch, per se. Like, how well do you perform under pressure? I think we had so many players that started with Beloit, then got promoted to Pensacola, played in those big games, on the big stage of the playoffs, in a playoff run, and they all rose to the occasion. Cody didn't have that opportunity, but when he played with Beloit in that start of the season, when things started to turn, he was one of those guys that really started to turn things and came through in the clutch a lot, walk-off hits, walk-off homers. I really like where the organization is at in terms of guys that are competitors, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely, and we had a bunch of them. And like we, you know, we've always lamented all those midseason promotions, which was great for the guys and bad for the carp because we. I would have <laughs> loved to have seen what that core group could have done with the Midwest League. Obviously, South Bend got hot, but I believe we would have been right there with them. Definitely, Cubs, Marlins, always batting heads uh, yeah. since 2003. That's right. Um, Off-season news for the Sky Carp here, not in terms of player personnel, but you might have been seeing some Marvelized logos on Twitter, on social media, on Instagram. Ours came out. It's pretty marvelous. Wow. Right here. Super Skycarp right here. You can get this at the team store right now. We got hats, a bunch of different types of hats. Heard we've got some other merch coming in as the season goes on. I really like this. This guy looks cool right here. You know, Marvel either did or offered to, um, you know, provide a logo for every single minor this league team. This and, doesn't fit. Uh, nope. And I can guarantee you that ours is in the top, you know, five percentile. We have seen them. And some look, you know, great like ours do. Some maybe not as good. Uh, but this is great. And our fans are loving it. And, um, you know, they've been, they've been selling like crazy in the team. So we also got T-shirts and stuff like that with, the, with that logo on there as yeah. well. So if you liked the, the Star Wars uniforms, if you liked the Black Panther uniforms, same type of deal, only like now the Skycarp are the superheroes yeah. rather than having to take from others. I exactly. like it. That's a great idea by Minor League Baseball and, and Marvel to jump on. It is. I mean, it's been a big... Um, it's been a big week or big month, actually, of just, um, you know, accolades that we've been able to get, you know, not to brag on ourselves a little bit, but we're just, we're extremely excited. We are, we are into club right now, as 50 Cent used to say um, back in the day, before your time, Larry. Um, and this area here uh, was voted uh, specifically as the best uh, wedding banquet uh, or, you know, gathering place of uh, 2022. Yeah, shout out Gracie McDonald, 
by the Beloit Daily News and more importantly by the voters that uh, that voted us in. And yeah, big shout to Gracie who coordinates all of our non-baseball activities of which there are many with meeting spaces and stuff. So that was huge. Um, we were also um, by Ballpark Digest given the best rebrand. Yes. So honk honk. Absolutely. So that was huge beating out among other teams, the Space Cowboys. So that's a triple A team. So people loved it. And again, that's just all due to the support of our fans and, um, you know, that they've really hopped on and, and embraced it after, you know, many years with, with the, the Snappers moniker. We've kind of in a new era here. And I think people, once people saw the merchandise and stuff like that, they loved it. So, yeah, it's yeah. Been, been a great couple of weeks for the organization, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, change isn't always easy. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Change isn't easy. It's, it's not easy to embrace for anything. But I'm glad that, you know, we've started to embrace yeah. Sky Carp, you see them everywhere. And I think I've noticed more Sky Carp in the winter than I have in the summer. Yeah. You know, despite all those geese flyovers that were totally planned and scheduled and pre-trained um, during games. But, yeah, what a, what a year. Hashtag here to stay, Larry. That's what it's all about. Hashtag here to stay, indeed. As we mentioned earlier, we've got a very special guest, not only a very special guest, but our second ever guest. He's an award-winning guest. He's the Midwest League Pitcher of the Year. It's Doc Day again in the middle of November, almost December now, but hey, still Doc Day. MD Johnson, let's kick it to our chat with the Doc. We now welcome on to the third episode of Flock Talk, a very special guest. He was the Midwest League Pitcher of the Year. None other than MD, the Doc Johnson. Doc, how's the offseason treating you? It's been great. I've been back home in Texas and just enjoying the weather and trying to get as much done as possible uh, before we head back in, I guess, early January. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it was an odd situation, Doc, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I might have delivered the news of your award to you via via text you did. message. You did, yeah. you did. <laughs> is that correct, Doc? That, that, that is correct. Uh, I think, uh, like you told me, and then I had a couple of the uh, other clubbies uh, that Beloit had text me, say congratulations. <laughs> and then I think, I had a couple people tag me in some social media stuff, and I still hadn't seen anything. So <laughs> I, I think I think someone reached out like two or three hours or something like that after it went public or something like that, that I actually found out officially. Well, I mean, based on that, it sounds like it doesn't mean too much. But what does an award like that mean to you, considering all? I mean, we know how hard you work behind the scenes and what kind of a season you had. What does that award mean to you? For me, I, I, it's something I told E about halfway through the season. Uh, I told him that if there's not really going to be a chance for me uh, to go to Pensacola, then I'm going to switch my goals of trying to pitch to leave Beloit to pitch and win pitcher of the year. So I think I told him that in Peoria uh, right before the All-Star break that my goal for the rest of the season is to win pitcher of the year. So it's really nice to set a goal and then be able to uh, achieve it. I mean, you obviously had a great year statistically and otherwise. What are what are some of the memories that uh, that you'll kind of hang on to as you move forward in your baseball career from your time here in Beloit? 
So definitely whenever I was thrown in Great Lakes against the Dodgers, that was the first time in my professional career that I had gone seven innings. So I think that was the game that we two hit the, the loon. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, really just being able to be in the atmosphere, uh, staying in one place the whole season because I split time between Jupiter and Beloit last year, of uh, getting to meet everyone and actually build relationships with everyone that worked at the stadium and all of the people that are behind the scenes that allow us to be able to play. So instead of moving around half and half and not really interacting with everyone, I got to interact with a whole lot of people there that uh, I really, really enjoyed doing. Now, you were not just the best pitcher in the league, in my opinion, but really the most consistent pitcher in the league. I think it was 12 straight starts of at least five innings and fewer than two earned runs allowed until that end-of-the-season stretch. Uh, what was it that was the X factor this year? Uh, really, it's one thing that uh, I kind of had this year that I didn't have as much last year as I changed a whole lot of catchers last year. Uh, between Jupiter, I would have two or three different guys catch me. And then when I came up to Beloit, I really had split time between a couple times with Banfield. And then we had Dustin Skilt who caught me a majority of the times. So then Ricardo came up and he caught me. And for majority of my starts this year, Bennett caught me. And we were just able to stay on the same page and work off this work last start. Let's continue doing this and build forward a relationship that way of knowing that this is really what I wanted to go in with a game plan and really just build together. With as many innings as you put on your arm this year, you know, starting obviously in spring training and then advancing through the entire season and really never missing a start, what was your off-season regimen? I mean, how, how long did you take off and, and where are you at right now? What exactly are you doing with your arm right now? So this is the longest I've ever taken time off in my entire playing career. I think I took two months off. I started throwing the first, yeah, the first week of November is when I started playing catch again. And I'm just slowly building my way back up um, till around Christmas is when I'll be back up to full strength and just go from there. That's a, that's a nice Christmas present. You know, getting uh, yeah, back in peak shape for baseball. <laughs> um, you know, just taking a step back here, one thing that I know you've really worked on throughout your career is changing your delivery. You know, you look on tape at your Dallas Baptist days and your delivery, especially your wind-up, high leg kick, really kind of can be characterized as herky-jerky. You've toned that down a lot. You know, just how hard is that to – work on your delivery and kind of tone it down? It's, it's a whole lot easier for me than I think it is for a lot of people. I obviously kind of, the, I kind of went back to what I did this past season is how I threw my junior year and I ended up getting uh, thoracic outlet uh, syndrome. My junior year kind of started going away from that motion and that was Arguably, until I started having shoulder problems, that was probably my most consistent stretch in college. And I kind of changed it around to what felt comfortable again. Uh, my senior year, built that in through the first couple of years of pro ball. And I just wasn't as consistent as I really thought I was going to be doing that. So my goal last offseason was to just simplify and make everything as minimal movements as possible so I can just work on one small thing instead of 
trying to figure out, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I can just work on X and I can simplify it. And I can work on Y and I can simplify it and I can do Z and just make everything as repeatable as possible. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I took from the 2021 to 2022 season was trying to be as repeatable as possible. Now, Doc, we're, we're into the weeds here. We're going through mechanics. We're talking about your career. It's a lot of baseball heavy stuff, but you know, as we've gotten to know you throughout the course of the year, there's a lot more to MD Johnson than his <laughs> baseball, okay? So I know you're a big Fisher guy. I know that, yeah, baseball tangentially related, but you're a heck of a glove designer. So what are some of the things that you're into, not only during the season, but now in the off season? What's, what's occupying your time? So most of the time that I've actually done this year is uh, my wife and I are remodeling our camper. So most of my off season has gone into um, taking stuff out and putting stuff in. So we've spent mm, almost the full two months uh, um, taking stuff out and putting new stuff in. So that's going to be fun uh, starting next year to live in full time. Uh, other than that, uh, obviously you guys know that uh, I joined the glove company uh, about halfway through the season, Meraki Gloves, and we've been just working with that, designing a whole bunch of gloves recently, and that's just been a blast. I was going to ask, as a follow-up, do you have any new clients? Are you continuing to, to work your, work your, uh, your contacts here and, and pick up some more, some more people? Yes. Uh, uh, we actually um, just got um, into the um, Australian Baseball League DL. Uh, the owner, uh, Cody Mincy, is playing for Melbourne over there. And uh, he just uh, got a, um, a big, um, I guess it's really just a sponsorship, I guess, of uh, that specific team using a whole bunch of our gear. So that's pretty cool to see. And especially because it's still a professional league. So that's just pretty cool. Australian baseball and Meraki going worldwide. Love to see it uh, starting, you know, really in Beloit. I know a lot of guys on the team love those gloves. And it did. Still got that one uh, in our office, uh, one of those two that you guys designed. So big fan of those. Um, yeah, they came out really nice. They did. They did. Nice, uh, nice fundraising piece. Now, off the field, you mentioned the camper. I know another thing that fans saw throughout the season and we saw throughout the season was your dog making frequent <laughs> appearances in the office uh and also on the field after yeah. your games how's the dog doing oh maggie's great uh, we got back and she probably put a pound on because she isn't uh, running on the field twice a week <laughs> but uh, she's great uh, she's not the normal uh dachshund that uh you would think because I mean they're dachshunds the breed is just notorious for being stubborn and they just don't listen to anything and they bark at everything and they're always loud and she's the exact opposite of that so we really lucked out whenever we got her so what was it like I mean you were in a very unique position one of well 30 guys at a given time but we cycle through so many more than that as you know so all year long, you're the only married guy on the team. Everybody else is staying at a, at a Hampton Inn or a Fairfield. And here's Doc in his trailer. What was that like to kind of be in a different life situation than, than every one of your teammates? So uh, for us, we just weren't exactly given the exact opportunities to stay with the team. 
uh, especially with being married and everything. But one thing that having and staying in the camper allows us to do, unlike everyone else, is they were continuously living on the road and at home in a hotel. And one thing that's different for us is every single game at home is I then went home. I didn't go to a, just a random hotel. I just went to my actual home. So that going through a baseball season and how much traveling we do and how much the game is mental, it's so much different to say I'm going home versus I'm just going back to the hotel. And, you know, having that support system of your wife there with you a lot of the time and even you mentioned sometimes on the road, you know, how much does that help seeing that you had such a great season? Oh, it's it's night and day between uh, my time in 2019 up in Batavia, first taste of pro ball versus now just being able to have a supporting cast that's also there with me, whether it's a bad outing or a good outing, I always have someone there 100% of the time. So moving into, as you said, hey, hopefully by around Christmas time, going to be really ramping up and you looking into spring training, which, believe it or not, isn't that far away. What are some goals for you for the 2023 season? So for 2023, uh, well, something that I've gone this whole offseason gone is I'm putting on more weight. Thankfully, I'm up to, uh, I got up to 195, 196 the other day. I got about 10 I'm hoping to put about 10 more pounds on in the next month and a half, which I think is uh, easily doable the way I'm going. So that's going to just help me stay healthier and maintain another healthy season. But it's the same thing that I did this year. I just want to be as consistent and repetitive as possible. And I'm not trying to be results driven like I have in the past uh, and just be how did I execute this and did I get beat or did I not get beat? and value myself based on that aspect instead of, oh, I gave up six runs, but at the same time is I executed nine times out of ten. So that's more of what I was looking for this past year, and it paid off, so I'm going to be doing that again. Now, um, Doc, to put on that extra weight, did you use my plan of lack of exercise and lots of pudding, or how did you exactly go into that? Uh, I've done a lot of sitting around compared to the normal uh so that i think that's helped a little bit i haven't done a lot of fishing i've stayed more at home just trying to relax um i've lifted probably 30 40 percent more this off season than i normally do in an off season but i'm able to do that whenever i take time off from throwing i'm not a guy that likes to lift super heavy and try and work on stuff in the off season because I they're just going to butt heads and then I'm going to end up getting hurt. So by taking some time off of throwing, I was able to put more time into lifting and that's uh, been nice so far. You know, in, in terms of diet, I am curious, you know, what does a guy like you eat when you're trying to maybe bulk up a little bit, put on a little weight and it is the off season. So maybe you can afford to, I don't know, go on a less strict diet. Although you are a pitcher, I don't know if that matters that much. I, I, I eat whatever and everything that's in front of me, and I try to eat as much of it as possible. Um, I try. It doesn't always happen, especially if I'm out doing something, but I'm trying to eat four or five meals a day, snacking as much as I can, uh, drinking as much protein as I can and shakes and everything, and really just work on 
the building blocks. So I'm trying to get all the amount of sleep I need. I'm trying to do all the recovery that I need just to be able to build going into the season. So what was on the Thanksgiving plate? Oh, Thanksgiving plate, turkey, ham, bread, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, obviously 20 types of desserts, (laughs) but, and then a whole lot of water. (laughs) Whole lot of water. Like hydration. Uh, I, I right drink, I'd probably drink more water than anything else. That's healthy. You gotta love that. <laughs> you gotta love that. I could, I could use some of those. I could use some of those healthy tips, uh, Doc. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly uh, your your awards, your postseason accolades that you got, you know, spoke for uh, spoke for themselves. And uh, it was a joy to have you around. And I hope I don't see you in April. I'm just going to be honest with you, Doc. I don't want to see you. Uh, I don't want to see you in Beloit ever again until you're, you know, you're the the Skycart pitching coach in 2045. How about that? Can we make that deal? Oh. I, I've thought about it. I, I, I would enjoy doing it. Yeah, I, I know you want to coach. Uh, I think that's something that both me and Flick can, can see you doing uh, when it's all said and done. So, hey, Doc, well, we appreciate your time, taking some time out of your offseason to chat with us. We don't want to see you in April, but we do want to see you in spring training, so don't snub us. Uh, I'll be there. <laughs> Sounds all good. Right. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And what a great conversation with M.D. Johnson. A lot of insight. I had him here all season in Beloit, and I can confidently say that I learned a lot from being around him all season long about pitching, about just pro ball in general, how things go. A lot of fun to deal with. Some of my favorite times of the year, actually, were sitting with him when I'd be taking pictures in the dugout. And I would just pick his brain. A lot of times it was mostly related to, you know, whether it be pitch selection or strategy or, hey, what, what did that mean when the catcher did this? And, yes, I learned a ton about baseball from M.D. Johnson. And, um, you know, we, we talked about it there. But, you know, when his playing career is over, I don't know what capacity it'll be, but certainly Doc is going to keep in the game at some point, oh, some yeah. level. I, I think he'll be a coach, and we even saw that this year. You know, coaching up guys on the team, helping out those younger guys, went a long way. Definitely yeah. one of the leaders in the clubhouse on that on that pitching staff side of it. So appreciate Doc for taking some time out of his off season, out of his busy regiment of putting and lifting weights. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah, not all of us. Uh, moving into segments, top of the order. We mentioned it's almost December. Is it December by the time this episode comes out? It is. It is December now. It's winter, unfortunately. I don't know about you. I don't really like winter. Do you? You know, I had four years post-college in North Carolina where I didn't really have to deal with the winter, and I did a really, you know, really silly thing, and I moved back. And from about mid-November to mid-March, those four months, I mean, on an almost daily basis, I ponder why in the world I moved back. And because uh, it's tough. inevitably work for the Beloit Skycarp. Yes, and we're thankful for that, Larry. But, but I'm not thankful for <laughs> many things uh, in the winter. Um, although, you know what? You know what? This does, dwell me, does allow me to dwell on one positive, and that is the greatest car feature, I believe, introduced since maybe cruise control, the automatic start. Now, 
only one of my cars has this. You know, one of the car, two cars in our family has this. And it is a, it's a game changer. Yeah, very true. Heated seats too. Heated seats, Big huge, fan of those. huge. I've got automatic start on my car, but it doesn't work. The remote's broke, so. What happened? Um, what happened indeed. So that brings us to our segment, top of the order. Worst things about winter. Us Midwesterners, we like to complain about winter. So let's do it. I went first last episode. You did first the first episode. Are we flipping a... All right, Matt Mitchie is going to flip an SD card case. Tails is blank. Heads has the bower on it. Who, who picks? I'll, I'll call it. All right. Heads. Flick wins. All right. There it is right there. Show, so that means I go first. Does that mean I go first? Then, well, you can pick. I'll, def- I'll defer. I'll defer. I'm going to defer. I'm going to take the kickoff in the second half. Okay. That's always a – I always admire that strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Got to put some confidence in your offense, though. That's what I'm doing. Uh, number one, easily snow. It's the bottom line and everything that comes with it. Shoveling, driving in the snow. It's not fun. I'm going to I'm – my number one is – it's similar to that. But I'm going to go a little more dangerous, a little darker, actually. I'm going to go with one of the uh, two of the worst words in the English language when paired together, and those would be I know it's coming. Black ice. Yeah. Did you know that was coming? Yep. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. There's it's really a terrifying concept oh, because there's no way to prepare for the black ice. It might be a nice day out. It might be nighttime. Whatever. And you're going along, and then all of a sudden, you're just sliding. You're sliding your way across the, uh, across the road. It's very frightening. Black ice, by far the worst thing about winter. I've had a lot of slips, and so my brother's on the driveway. Oh, yeah. Black ice. Oh, black yeah. ice It'll on get the black you. top. Mm, that's It'll a get you. tough combo. And my mom, that's, that's her personal least favorite of winter, for sure. Uh, for me, number two worst for me, this, this could have gone first, if you ask me, I think is the decreased daylight we lose daylight savings time we're recording this it's almost 2 30 maybe three o'clock it's almost dark out yeah i don't like that i'm getting tired you know that that seasonal depression it's a real thing it and is. i gotta believe that the sun going down at 4 15 is a contributing factor but one of the rare positive moves that our government has made it's gone now i don't know it how is. many years yeah they're taking away the daylight savings where there's no time change anymore. So we're keeping daylight savings. Yeah, exactly. It, we're, there's no time change. We're not losing the daylight. That's right. We're spending it all. To me, I would rather wake up when it's maybe dark outside as opposed to, yeah, I'd, wa- I'd rather wake up in the dark as opposed to driving home from work yeah. and it's pitch black by the time you get home. Yeah, you know, it's the days that are always the worst are the days where you really got to wake up early and you wake up when it's still dark out. Yeah. And then when you're done with work, you drive home and it's dark out again. You spent all your daylight at work. I love my job, but it's tough, man. Yeah, Sunlight goes a long way. It really does. It really does. Uh, my, am I up here? My number two? Yeah. Okay, my number two is February snow. So this is the, the, this is the one where it, it lingers. It's, it's, hey, is, is that allowed, Judge? I don't even mean the snow. I mean the February weather conditions, okay? When the snow has been on the ground for a period of time, it's not warm enough to melt, okay? 
and it just turns gray and it's slushy and it's just gross okay, and your so car can... is gross and it just you you look around it's just kind of depressing you know you those first couple snows in november are actually quite beautiful because everything's white it's great football you kinda, snow is great there's a, yeah there's a little bit maybe you miss the snow if you're one of those kind of sickos but but man when you get to the late february just the dreary battleship gray skies. It's 29 degrees every single day. The February weather conditions slash black, gray, gross snow on the side of the road. We're, it gets to we're you. We're going to appeal. Matt Mitchie. Matt Mitchie here. Ones and twos wizard. Um, you know, the official determination of the judging committee is that that is not even close to distinct enough from Larry Snow. However, I think in the fair. in the interest of preventing Flick from going again, uh, it will be allowed. What I will do is just about, pivot. Just like I'll pivot my answer. I'll pivot my answer. No, because that's too. It's it's it, what it would be would be the the about three week stretch in February where it's thirty degrees and cloudy every day. Okay, and that leads to that dirty snow. Acceptable. Okay, thank I like you. that. I like thank that. Hey, good pivot. Yeah, good pivot. Good work. Um, for me, this this last spot is tough because you know it's it's every third round pick. A lot of different ways you could go. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I would probably say post holiday season. Yeah, you're looking forward to the holidays. Looking forward to Christmas. We're in that stretch here. It's dark. It's it's gray. It's dreary. It's cold. Not even that cold right now. Uh, here in early December, but you've got stuff to look forward to. Even after Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, maybe you celebrate different holidays, you look forward to New Year's. New Year's is always fun, right? You know, you can't maybe go out and have the fun that you do on Christmas um, for New Year's. But after New Year's, what do you look forward to? Valentine's Day? Not me. Um, you know, I think, I, think, um, <laughs> I think for my final selection... I am going to go with, we, I, I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up, the bone-chilling cold days. The days when the was, high... That was on my list, yeah. Yeah, when the high is two degrees, okay? You get a little wind going on, and your walk from the car to, or from your, yeah, the car to your office, or the car, you know, if you don't have a garage, for instance, you know, the parking in the driveway and having to you know, start the car 10 minutes before you get in. Um, I mean, that, that is the brutal cold that you want to avoid. I agree. That's, uh, I would say up there is the wind, wind chill, yeah. literal wind chill. You walk out of a building and a gust of wind in your face. It's, uh, yeah, that might be even number one worthy. Um, how about best, best parts of winter? We're not doing a full draft, but uh, fireplace. Mm, that's a good one. Big fan of a fire. We have a fireplace at home. Big fan of that. Um, sledding. Sledding's fun. Ski. Sledding's great. Are you a ski or snowboarding guy? Yeah, you know, funny story, Larry. Let me take you back to the, the year of our Lord, 1986. <laughs> I was a precocious eight-year-old and um, first time at a ski hill, second grade, and um, about my third trip, to, thri tri third trip down. We'll edit that in post. About my third trip down. Uh, broken leg. Yeah, broken leg. Haven't been back since. I am not a skier. What happened? 
Yeah. Well, I fell and I fell wrong. And all of a sudden, my tibula hated me and boom, broken. So I was, you know, oh. I was full casted oh. for a while, not fun for a second grader. Oh, and I've never gosh. quite forgiven uh, the ski hill at, I believe it was Devil's Head. Yeah, here in Wisconsin. I, uh, the spot for me was Rib Mountain. Okay. Wausau. Yeah. Still a good place to go. Yeah. Good place. Not uh, a skier, though. First time I went and skied for a ski trip for me, I... My parents signed me up for lessons so I, I wouldn't break my leg. Probably smart. I vividly remember I was falling behind my group. My skis ran out of wax. So you'd think that you'd just keep sliding no yeah. matter what. You're out of ski wax. I mean, you're SOL, man. I mean, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck. It's like Christmas story. Stuck. Yeah. Stuck. That's how I felt. I started crying. It was, it was tough. But that is tough. I mean, I'd take that over the broken leg. Absolutely. I was at, uh, I was at South Beach once in like 03, ran out of bikini wax. And it was just kind of a similar horrible situation, but kind of different too. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's a that, lot of that world round six pack was, wasn't shining <laughs> yeah, as much as it's supposed times, to. Times have changed. Times have changed. But, uh, but yeah, another favorite part of winter, it's basketball season. College, pro, I mean, high school, College hoops, youth. I mean, it is, that is the saving grace hey, for me Hey, how about those winter. clones? Uh, my Iowa State Cyclones knocking off number one North Carolina and proceeding to get beat pretty badly by UConn. Keep an eye on those Huskies, by the way. They are unreal. Uh, but, yeah. What does John no. Rothstein say, Bobby? Never mind. We'll cut that in post. Um, but, but, anyway, um, yeah, hoops. It's there's different different basketball every single night of the week. That is definitely one of my favorite parts I'm of winter. I'm going to watch college basketball tonight. Yeah. What no. Do you say we go watch some hoops. I think we should go watch high school basketball tonight, Larry. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. I, I heard that Clinton High School's <laughs> got a pretty good player. He kind of looks like Flickinger with hair. Oh um, man, poor kid. Heard some. The poor kid. Things. He's got no chance. Or some rumbling. So yeah. I'm going to go scout him out. No, but my, you know, my kids all play. Three kids, they all play. And um, so it, basketball's great. Must get it from their dad. Maybe. Unlimited range. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that does it for the third episode. Threes up. Third episode of Flock Talk, Lloyd Skycar podcast. Hope you'll join us for a little Christmas talk yes. next time. Yeah. Maybe it's we'll that time of the year. Tis the, the season. Movies, Christmas parties. Maybe we'll bring Matt Mitchie out from behind the camera nice. to in front of the camera. We'll really get wild. But hey, in the meantime, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next time.